Welcome back to another edition of Waiver Wire Warrior. We did not get an episode out last week, but that's okay. We're getting this episode out now. So let's get right into it. If you're like me, you've had some fantasy surprises, but also some disappointments so far. So the real question is, when is it a good time to move off of people you were really high on that haven't performed? Now, whether they were a first round draft pick or a waiver wire selection, doesn't really matter. Every single player has either performed to what you thought they would be, outperformed what they thought you would be, or been a really big disappointment. I'm talking about, you know, outside of one performance, Justin Jefferson week one, he's had two pretty lackluster performances. The Joe Mixons, the Austin Ecklers out there. You know, maybe you got Jonathan Taylor and his, in, his missing practice and his injury uncertainty and that Colts offense is scaring you away a little bit. Players like that that have a lot of high upside but maybe haven't performed up to par with what you're hoping they would do. Me, personally, I've really been wanting to look at possibly moving away from some of those players. And at, if you're looking at maybe 1-2, and 0-3 oh three, through three weeks, maybe it's that time. I was 0-2 last week in one of my leagues. I had, I had uh, mentioned previously I had drafted Justin Jefferson number one overall in multiple leagues. Well, one of those leagues, I wasn't doing very well. I had a very, very weak running back core. So I packaged Justin Jefferson and two wide receiver threes. One was kind of injured, who hadn't really performed. And I pulled DeAndre Swift. I pulled Saquon Barkley. And I got Alec Pierce, a rookie there in Indianapolis. And sure enough, right after that trade, I faced the guy I made that trade with. Ended up beating him. Now I'm one and two, right? So turned the corner there. My running backs are stable. I had I had a pretty decent uh, leftover wide receiver core, and I made some waiver wire claims to really round out my wide receiver core. It's a lot easier to find wide receivers than it is to find running backs on the waiver wire right now because there's just more of them available and there's more targets to go around than most people can claim. Depending on how deep your league is, if you're running like a 14-team league like one of my leagues, sometimes the waiver wire is like picking meat off bones. You're not really finding a lot. Other times, you're playing in an eight-man league, kind of like the House Call podcast, and the waiver wire is just full of wide receiver talent, and you just got to know the guys to pick who are getting the targets. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Like I said, how soon is too soon to move off a guy like Justin Jefferson? This is two years in a row where my number one or my first-round draft pick, I have traded away earlier in the year to kind of turn my fantasy team around last year it was dalvin cook he kind of had some lackluster games he ended up coming into an injury but my wide receiver core my my rb2 were really lacking i ended up packaging brandon or dalvin cook with a couple like a couple other guys and i pulled Cordell patterson and some extra help there i think i also got uh antonio gibson last year ended up pulling myself out of a 0304 hole Ended up into the the playoffs and ended up finishing third in that league, which happened to be just enough to get my entry fee back that I paid to enter that league, which is a pretty good return when you think about the fact that you went from possibly not even making the playoffs to being a playoff team. So earlier to move off of people when there's still some uncertainty, some people are really high on some people hoping that they can round out. Justin Jefferson's a huge return. Uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor is a huge return. It might be time to move away from some of those players. The goal is, is to identify a team in your league who needs running back or wide receiver help, depending on what you drafted in the first round or the player you're looking to move off of and see if they have people in a need that you have. 
Now, that doesn't mean that you need to target high profile people. You need to target people who are performing really well that maybe didn't have as high of a draft profile that maybe the team they're on doesn't really know how long they're going to be performing that way, right? The like last year it was Corderell Patterson. Corderell Patterson was drafted so late last year in some leagues was undrafted and ended up being league winner for some teams. So you have to identify those people who have kind of been busting out in performance that are going to help you win that maybe the team they're on isn't so high on the, the guy who runs that fantasy team isn't so high on them because it's like, uh, do I trust them? Not 100%. You kind of know what the floor is with a lot of the guys I've named who have been a little lackluster so far, the Joe Mixes, the Justin Jeffersons, the Jonathan Taylors, right? You know where their floor usually is. You're not expecting them to, to be putting up four points on you know each week. But people like the Cordero Patterson of last year or, you know, say like the Drake London of this year, the uh, Amon Ross St. Brown of this year, the um, uh, Khalil Herbert, the Jamal Williams, the, the guys who were kind of in situations where, you know, the, the main guy in front of them is hurt or they're a rookie or they just have never really performed that great. Those are the guys you want to target to move off of these high profile players that maybe just haven't performed so far. Right. You don't want to sit there and ride. Uh, you know, a a lackluster guy the rest of the year. The Austin Eckler, who's only getting four carries and a loss with Justin Herbert uh, with a rib injury, isn't a guy you want to hold on to and see if he turns around because, honestly, if that offense is going to keep performing that way and they're going to keep throwing it around to all these running backs, it's not worth sticking around to see if Austin Eckler starts performing. It's time to move off of a guy like Austin Eckler and see what you can get in return. You know, and you have to really identify what is the strength and weakness of your team. Now, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that you can kind of be serviceable with. You don't need a top of the line guy. You're not going to get a, a Josh Allen or Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson. Any of these guys that are going to be out there, you know, you're not going to get any of them for a trade. This is not going to happen unless you package, unless you, you manage to package one for the other, right? Like you have to do some sort of swap there. But running backs, I'm telling you right now, if you are stacked at wide receiver, it may be a good idea to trade your super high performing or your your like super high profile wide receiver one to get some solid running back depth. I got two guys for Justin Jefferson that are essentially top of the market guys. Now, DeAndre Swift got hurt after this week, so that kind of hurt the value I got in that trade. But I still have Saquon Barkley. I still had some running back depth I could fall back on. It was just that the guys I'm now falling back on were my starting running back guys, and you don't want that, right? You, the Ramondre Stevensons, the Chase Edmonds, the you know these middle-of-the-pack guys that are kind of going to give you maybe eight, nine points at on average, but they could pop out for 15, they could pop out for 20. Just like last week, Chase Edmonds, uh, before Thursday Night Football, the week before in week three, he popped out for 15 points. Ramondre Stevenson popped out for 20 points. Like they have that ceiling, but their average is really mediocre. So, I mean, now I'm relying on those guys to back up the Swift and the Barkley after trading Justin Jefferson. I still have Keenan Allen, who's coming back off an injury. And I looked good heading into the rest of the season with what I had. And like I said, I won that game. I outproduced my overall points total by making that trade. So it's time to identify if you're willing to wait to see if these guys start performing to what you thought their draft profile would be, or if it's time to move off of them. If you have a Joe Mixon, if you have an Austin Eckler, like I said, running back depth is very hard to come by right now. And if you're going to, if you have like what is supposed to be a first round running back in your system, you know, in, in the system they're in, in the NFL and on your fantasy team, 
per pre-draft and pre-week uh, one rankings, you can find someone who's going to buy high on that guy because they're hoping that he rounds out their team. And that's going to get you to bring in these wide couple, like a, a, a plethora of wide receiver twos and maybe a, 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 a running back return that's kind of mediocre to back things up, right? Some, a, a solid fill-in guy. That's what you want to target here, okay? Those are the guys you want to look for. Because, like I said, wide receiver talent is a plethora out there, but you can sell these running backs. And like I said, I sold Justin Jefferson, Brandon Cooks, and an injured Jerry Judy for Saquon Barkley, DeAndre Swift, and Alec Pierce. Now, on paper, a lot of people are going to say, Joe, that's crazy. Why would you sell Brandon Cooks, Jerry Judy, and Justin Jefferson? Well, last year, that trade I told you I did with Dalvin Cook, I sent Dalvin Cook and Darren Waller. And at the time, Darren Waller was the number two tight end on the board. Brandon Cooks was a, a, a top five running back. And I got Antonio Gibson, Cordero Patterson, and some other guy, right? Not even memorable. I couldn't remember his name, okay? I made some waiver wire pickups to round out my team that week. And I finished third in the league. That's what I'm talking about. Those are the moves you got to make. Because if you're 0-3, 1-2, heading into week four, and your team's not looking good, it's time to start trying to figure out and make big moves to turn your luck around. Because you either sell high on a guy to try to get as much back as you can, or you try to sell a guy who's got a high ceiling, who's a, a, a big-time performer, and can put up you know those 30-point games like Justin Jefferson, and pull in something that can possibly turn your season around in give you reliable numbers. Now everyone's like, well, like, you know, Justin Jefferson first week put up 34 points. That's a really high ceiling, Joe, to give up. Well, yeah, but at the same time, I got Saquon Barkley who can start. I got DeAndre Swift who can start. And I got Alec Pierce who, when he's healthy, looks like he's going to be the number two in that offense behind Michael Pittman. That's not a bad position to be in when you, ha when you make some good solid wide receiver pickups off the waiver wire. I mean, you have just a, an abundance of guys who are showing up each week, getting a lot of targets. And if you're in a PPR league, that's what you look for. The guys on the waiver wire at the wide receiver position who are getting the 9, 10, 11 targets a game who aren't big names because a lot of people aren't paying attention to them. Maybe they don't score a touchdown that week, but they ended up scoring 17, you know, 15, 14 points based on the yards and, and receptions. You hadn't touched on that. They're a 20-point-a-week guy right off the bat. So back to what I'm saying, maybe you need to look at the guys on your team who are not doing well, who were high profile guys who you wasted a first, a second round draft pick on and try to find a team that could use those players because they're weak at that position and clean house. Get a, get a Jefferson, Brandon Cooks, Jerry Judy deal for Swift, Barkley and Alec Pierce kind of thing, right? solidify a, a weakness of yours by presenting i'll put that in you know little quotations here presenting a fix for what ails them and i know you don't want to make a team a, a strong team stronger but if he's not performing for you the guy that you're trying to trade isn't performing for your team who says he's going to perform for the next guy it's just some things to think about on this waiver wire warrior episode I've been Joe. Thank you for tuning in. Make, be sure to follow us on all the platforms of uh, the House Call Podcast. We're on TikTok. We're on YouTube. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Spotify. Follow us. Give us a like. Make sure you're checking out the merch store. 
We got giveaways coming up. We got uh, liquid IV code. I'll put that down on the band, on the uh, ticker real quick for you. That's our merch uh, site. That's our liquid IV code. Liquid IV is a great thing for hydration. I use it when I be doing athletics, when I'm out working in the yard. It's got three times the electrolytes. Guava is my favorite flavor. It's not too overpowering. 16 ounces of water, one pack of the liquid IV. I like it on ice. It just makes it flow better for me. It's worth checking out. Everyone that's probably watching this is dehydrated. I know I'm dehydrated. I haven't drank nearly enough water today and way too much coffee. So I'm probably gonna have myself a liquid IV as soon as this episode's over. But if you don't check out the liquid IV and that's not your thing, you know, hydration is your thing, but I know y'all wear clothes. So go to uh, society6.com, the house call podcast, which is the link below. We got merchandise. We got t-shirts, towels, bottles, hoodies, blankets, anything you possibly think of. We got merch there. Check it out. You can check it out. We got House Call Bets. We got the House Call Podcast merch. Go there. Get some merch. Try it on. Support the podcast. And I'll see you next time. Let's move forward to the subject that's on everybody's mind. Tua's injury and the response to it. It was a terrible, terrible scene last night.